Peace to the gods. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, So L, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to the spot where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to correctly apply correct information. And as always, we understand this is the foundation and we are high frequency. I'm going to go ahead and skip current events. Uh, we had uh, some technical difficulties. So what I'm, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to uh, you know, re-broadcast technically the show and you know get moving from there. We, we, like I said, we had some technical difficulties. For those of you who are checking out the archive, you'll, you won't know the difference. For those of you who are checking out the show live, you will if you're checking out the archive. But fundamentally, we're doing the same dance. So, but first and foremost, I do want to say, you know, peace. Um, or, my bad. I want to say, you know, all thanks, honors, and praises due to the creator and the ancestors. I um, also want to say, uh, you know, um, peace to Big Brother Yusuf L., you know, big brother, Uncle Yusuf L, High Frequency Radio Network creator, man. You know, been on the uh, network over four four years now. And I just want, you know, man, I mean, it's, it's an honor, it's a pleasure. And it's been, you know, it's been a blast, man. So, you know, it wouldn't have happened without Yusuf L. I'm just going to let y'all know. And, you know, I pulled, I pulled no punches. I ain't, got, I ain't got no problem saying it. So big, big, big shout out to the big brother. Uncle Yusuf L, High Frequency Radio Network. Y'all check him out, spcuniversity.com, um, Private Side Solutions. Man, my man's doing it. So, you know, you want to do that secure party dance, secure party creditor, spcuniversity.com. This is new thing. This is new dance. I want to say definitely check out welcome to the foundation.com. Just like it, just, you know, normal. Welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. You can find the Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page, you know, if you're into that. Definitely check out the PDF section. Get your free learn on. Just download the stuff. Go, you know, you know, do your dance. You can book a consultation. You can make a donation. All from the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. We got the education page. So we got the offerings on the website, but I do want to say right now we doing the um we doing the dance. I'm gonna to get to that. But uh first I definitely want to say peace to all the listeners, you know, shout out to the live listeners, the live callers, the live online listeners, internet listeners. Big shout out to all the archive listeners, all the podcast listeners, MP3 sharing, those just listening, you know, checking this joint out. I definitely want to say big shout out to you. I want to say peace to all those um, I'm sorry, all the private trustees and trustee training. Salute, as well as all those investing in their private education. And finally, I want to say peace to anyone we've done business with in the private. Anyone who has sent an email, well wishes, or current event, or otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to you. And as I was saying earlier, we're running running that dance until... You know, February 29th, midnight, midnight, February, February 29th, 25% off everything, all the offerings of the foundation. 
That's uh, trustee training. I think that's the biggest one, trustee training. Uh, you know, uh, Foundation Trust Series Part 1, Part 2. We got Passport No Social Part 1, Passport No Social Part 2, Shake and Bake Layup, the Trust Primer, Foundation Trust Primer, all these things. 25% off if you're paying fiat, fiat, excuse me, that's credit, debit, these things as well. But I think the biggest thing is 55% off all offerings. If you make your donation in metals, you know, real money. Now, shipping and tax is not the responsibility of the foundation. That's just, that's on you. But 55% off trustee training, you know, um, 55% off the trust series, part one, part two, 55% off everything. Foundation Trust Primer, Passport No Social, part one, Passport No Social, part two, 55%. I think that's, that's a big deal. It's, it's huge. When you're dealing in precious metals, that's American Eagles. Gold, American Eagles, Silver, American Eagles. And you're definitely going to want to email me. Email me, admin, at welcometothefoundation.com. That's admin at welcometothefoundation.com to take advantage of that and accept that offer. So like I said, I'm going I'm to skip current events just because, you know, this is... This is that, you know, this is that dance. We're just going to get into this. You know, uh, first and foremost, I want to get into a little... Um, I guess first and foremost, I'm going to say that the reason why I, I'm doing this show, and this show is how to privately acquire precious metals, how to how to privately acquire real money privately. You know, I think it defeats the purpose getting this stuff in the public, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to get into that. But I have a lot of people ask me, you know, how to get their hands on you know precious metals. What the, what should you do? I think it's worth doing a show on it and then, you know, as well going into some of the reasons, some of the backstory, some of the history with regards to real money, precious metals. So with that being said, you know, ultimately, just to start off, you know, I think notes for me in my in my studies and of course, I'm not giving legal advice. I'm not giving training, trading, excuse me, trading advice, stock trades, none of that. I'm not an attorney, I'm not a lawyer, none of that dance. I don't give legal advice, trading advice, none of that stuff. But with that being said, you know, you know, fiat currency, it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting. Ultimately, it used to represent what we know as precious metals today. But you know, back in the day, if you're a merchant and your you know, your job is to, you know, sell wares, you sell goods, you sell you sell honey, you sell, you know, different pots and pans and different things, spices from different parts of the world, so on and so forth. You're going, you know, um, town to town, village to village, city to city. You end up eventually getting your hands on a lot of gold. And ultimately, there'd be these posts that merchant and people could go to at the beginning of their journey and then. In different cities, not all of them, but in different cities or villages, there'd be posts. You can go to, give them all your stuff, give them all your salt, give them all your gold, give them all your silver. You know, you can even, maybe even give them goats. I don't know. And then they would sign a, you know, a piece of paper, list out all the value of it, and list out the items. And then they would stamp it or put a seal on it or something like that. And then you get to the next post when you... 
when you arrived at your next destination to sell your wares and you needed you wanted to grab that grab that value, grab that money, grab that, you know, grab that money. You would bring that note with that seal, that specific seal to the post and you can get your, you know, value. Maybe they didn't have exactly what you had to do or had from the other post, you would just negotiate something else. Like, man, we ain't got four goats. We only got two. We'll give you two goats and you know, how about uh, four ounces of silver? And you'd be like, uh, how about six ounces of silver? And they'd be like, uh, five and a half, whatever. But ultimately, you can get your stuff and you didn't have to worry about getting robbed by bandits and losing everything. And to, from my study, this is how fiat currency, from what we understand today, came into existence. Now move fast forward maybe even fast forward thousands of years let's be let's just be honest and you got the gold rush and this is you know in american history and you know miners would go mine the gold and they would put it in banks and banks you know banks basically they just you know had vaults and they had people who were you know who had guns and they guarded these vaults with their lives ultimately because you know there was a lot of you know the secondary, the gold and silver miners created a secondary market, obviously. And these secondary markets were saloons and grocery, you know, general stores and whatever else it was, you know, cleaners, motels, hotels, whatever. But they also created, you know, it, that stuff attracts different types of characters as well as thieves and robbers. So, these, you know, these cats is... They deposited their gold and silver into these vaults, into these banks. And the banks would get them notes, silver certificates and gold certificates. And the banks realized that people weren't coming back and, you know, um, exchanging or demanding the gold and the silver on deposit. They were, people were exchanging the notes amongst each other. And this is how fractional reserve banking, in my opinion, was born because... These people were able to borrow out more than they had on reserve and make interest off the money. And as long as there wasn't a run on the banks, which means as long as, you know, a certain amount, like 50 or 60 or 70 percent of people who had notes didn't come to the bank, you know, in the same day or in the same week and demand their gold and silver on deposit, everything would be fine. And that typically is was fine. There was only, you know, several several runs on banks that I saw in history. Um, they're obviously there. But every time I think it happened, I think these bankers figured something out. And they learned something from each time. So, you know, that's, to me, that you know, that's where notes come. But, you know, back then, there were certificates. There were silver certificates and gold certificates that represented, you know, um, a certain a deposit or certain value somewhere. And you can go and redeem these certificates and, you know, get your, you know, your silver and your gold. That was on deposit. <clears throat> but, you know, in 1937 and before that, there was all types of notes in circulation. You know, banks were making their own notes uh, because they had gold and silver on deposit. Uh, states, different states were making their own notes because they had um, silver and gold on deposit in their state treasuries, you know, um, cities. There was a lot of notes that were going on, you know, back in the early, you know, age or early time of 
the American, I mean, the Americas. So this this was heavy and very prevalent. And what they did, what the Federal Reserve did, is what they did is they put Federal Reserve notes out on par with uh, silver certificates and gold certificates. And that's what they were doing. And I believe, don't quote me, but I believe the Federal Reserve had you know, a certain amount of money or a certain amount of real money, gold and silver, on deposit. And they put them on par. And people got used to them. Some people would set them. Some people wouldn't. But, I mean, there was different notes that different people had. And, you know, they, they pulled a fast one. And then when, when they did the whole, um, when they did the whole uh, so-called gold confiscation, I, they, they paid for gold. Well, they gave notes for gold, but they confiscated the silver. But ultimately, and most people don't know that, but ultimately they, they, they exchanged the gold and the gold certificates uh, note for note with Federal Reserve notes. <clears throat> this is what happened. And y'all can look it up. I'm, I'm, you know, hey, I could be tripping. I'm probably tripping. I'm probably telling y'all foolishness. And they confiscated the silver. <clears throat> And then once they got all the gold, or quote all the gold, they immediately real revalued the gold from I think twenty dollars to thirty five dollars. So, um, it it took uh, I mean twenty dollars an ounce to twenty five dollars an ounce, or twenty five dollars an ounce to thirty five dollars an ounce, or something. They revalued the joint. So basically, which is uh, devalued the currency, devalued the Federal Reserve notes. I'm saying, and it's it's dirty. It's real dirty, right? It's real dirty. And then you know they push for the Federal Reserve, and they'll tell you they push for two percent inflation on the currency, which is deflation on the purchasing power, deflation on the value of the currency. And ultimately, you know, this is the history. Now, gold. Uh, I think it was the '60s, maybe even the '70s. Um, pretty sure it was the '70s. Might have been the '60s when. The, the money in the United States was taken off the gold and the silver standard. It was like the 60s. A lot of people say it was the 30s. But there was silver in the currency. Man. There was silver in the coins. And actually, just you know, a side note, $1.40 in that silver pre-1964, I believe it is, pre-1965 silver coinage, which is known as junk silver, $1.40 is actually... An ounce, a troy ounce of silver in that denomination. So, and I'm gonna talk about junk silver in a little bit. But the 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 silver wasn't taken out of circulation until the 70s, I believe it was. Might have been the late 60s. Y'all go check it out. Go look it up. And and that's why I can't remember what the name of the law is. It's, some law, somebody's last name on it, some somebody's last name law, which says that, you know, good money, basically, good money is chased out of the system by bad money. And what that means is, you know, when they started introducing, you know, uh, coins into the currency, into the monetary system, into the public that didn't have silver in the coins, the, the coins that did have silver in them, people started hoarding, people started holding on to. And, you know, that, that bad money chased out the good money that was in the system. And this is known as junk silver, junk silver, excuse me, 
pre-1965 or 64 silver. And like I said, a dollar forty of that is a troy ounce. It's good, it's good, good thing to know. <clears throat> so yeah, back in the I think it was like I'm pretty sure this was, <clears throat> it was the 70s. <clears throat> Johnson, Lyndon Johnson, Woodrow Wilson. I don't know. I don't remember who it was, which president that did it. But I'm pretty sure it was after Kennedy. The president after Kennedy, the one that took office after Kennedy, was assassinated in the United States. So that's when there was no real money in the currency. And since then, it's been a complete fiat currency. It's not backed by anything. It's backed by the full faith and credit of the people of the United States is what the government says. But ultimately, you know, and to me, that's that's. The main thing and the main reason why precious metals are so important, why why constitutional, they call it constitutional silver, silver coinage, or really constitutional money is important. You know, um, in the Constitution of the United States, it says uh, money is gold and silver. And these things are important to know beforehand. Because it puts things into perspective. Now, at this point, it takes 20 around right now, 20 Federal Reserve notes to get one ounce, one troy ounce of silver. Um, an American Eagle, which says one dollar on it. So it takes one. It takes 20 Federal Reserve notes around to get one dollar. If we want to be specific. One ounce of silver, one dollar. On an American Eagle, it says one dollar, one ounce. It takes about twenty Federal Reserve notes. It's it's crazy. It used to be one to one, right? Check it out, <clears throat> and that's the devaluation of currency. If you can look at it in that specific realm. So, how do we privately acquire precious metals? Because you know, when it comes to precious metals acquiring, you know, there's a lot of websites. There's eBay. There's a lot, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to get your hands on precious metals. And when it comes to buying precious metals online, gold and silver, I do not recommend it at all. I think 100% you should not do it. But there's free will. You can do what you want. You're a grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass woman. You do what you want. Excuse my language. Well, you do what you want, but I wouldn't do it. I don't do it. I'm not, and I would say that you shouldn't do it out of respect, out of out of consideration, and that's because, you know, it's, it's, it's tracked. You know, if you use a debit card or a credit card, you know, the, the transactions on the statement, you know, the, the, the shipping address is, you know, in, in, in the servers of that company, the amount of the precious metals is easily found or, or, or ascertained or at least extrapolated based upon the amount that was um, spent, the record. So you got the address of where it went. You got how much was spent. And if you can look at the statements, it's going to say how much, you know, how much precious metals was, was purchased on the card, the debit card. Same thing with um, ACH, Automatic Clearinghouse. If you do, you know, a, a check, you know, or, or, or wire, it's the same thing. They see where the wire went. They see how much it was. And if it's a if it's a you know a precious metals company or something like that, come on, let's just be honest. And they see where it was sent, and then that information over time, 
is man come on this is beyond us that information over time is aggregated it's, it's it's aggregated it's it's obtained it's kept and can be looked at and looked through at any time in the future 20 years 10 years 5 months 6 months 2 days at any time in the future <clears throat> so when it comes to buying precious metals purchasing or exchanging into precious metals online through a retailer. I don't recommend it. Two, I don't recommend using a debit card or a credit card or a check specifically to purchase precious metals in person. You know, I don't, I don't recommend it. There's there's seven ways. Yeah, I'm gonna say five. Let's, let's stick with five. There's five ways to get your hands on precious metals. You can find it. That's one. You can inherit it. Inherit it. Inherit it. That's two. You can steal it. That's three. You can mine it. That's four. I don't think it's really realistic. Either one of those. How, how often are you gonna find some gold or silver? And if you do find some gold and silver, it's gonna be a once in a lifetime or a couple. You know, a couple times in a lifetime thing. And it's you know. More often than not, it's not going to be that much. You know, it's not going to be that much. You're not going to be able to live on how much, how much gold and silver you're finding. Inheriting it, uh, yeah. Stealing it, I don't recommend that. I really don't. Mining it, I'll, I mean, you could definitely. Realistic though. The fifth, the fifth way is to purchase it, right? Purchase it, and that, that's what we're talking about. And purchasing online is not private. It's not private. So how do we acquire um, precious metals privately? Well, first and foremost, you got to know about spot price. Um, spot price, there's a bid price and there's an ask price. So you want to look at the um, bid price at all times. Right now, um, currently, and I'm going I'm to look this up live today. Right now, currently, gold is at $1,647.80. Silver's at 1000 I'm sorry, eight, I wish. We all wish. Silver's at $18.08, and that's the ask price. The bid price for gold is $1,646.80. So there's a dollar difference between the bid and the ask price in gold. Silver. The bid price is $17.98. So there's 10 cents between the bid price and the ask price of silver. So we got to understand that. So typically we're always going to look at the bid price, which is a dollar less than the ask price in gold and 10 cents less than the ask price in silver. So we got to understand that. Then we understand that that's spot price. So spot price is the ask price that you look, I mean, sorry, that you see when you look at the current prices of gold and silver. You're going to see the spot price, the ask price. Now, there's a premium on top of silver and gold when you go to purchase it. And that premium, especially when you're dealing with rounds, gold bars, stuff like that, that premium is what you're told is the cost of production, mining and production. In shipping, cool, fine. So, and then other things, of course, whatever, whatever they want to say. Typically, the premium on silver is going to be a dollar to two dollars above the ask price. I'm sorry, the bid price. 
And typically, the premium on gold, when you go to buy gold per ounce, is going to be around, um, I would say, between 30 and 40 to $50, depending on what type of item you're getting. Now, you might go and they'd be like, oh, this is from ancient Rome, and this is a gold piece, blah, 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 blah. And it's $20,000. So basically what they're saying is the value of the gold is the bid price, which is going to be 1600 But then the 20000 or whatever, on top of this, I mean, the the 17, uh, the 17, the, I'm sorry, the $18,400 or whatever, I don't know, whatever, I might be off a little bit, is the premium that you're paying and that premium is because it's from ancient Rome, and it's blah, blah, blah. And I don't really like premiums, but there's a premium on almost all precious metals. So you want to get the lowest premium, and the best way to get the lowest premium is to get the stuff that doesn't have any nostalgia. It's not super old. We don't care. I want the intrinsic value, which is the precious metal itself. Well, how much is it? It's an ounce. Okay, so how much are ounces going for today? I don't care about Rome. I don't care about ancient Egypt. How much are they going for today? Okay, that's what I'm trying to pay with a little bit of premium because I understand the game. You know, now, when you go to these spots, they're going to be playing a premium. So I want, to, I mean, they're going to be charging a premium. So I want y'all to know that there's a little premium on gold and there's a little premium on silver. You know, and even when you start getting fractionalized, you get fractional ounces, the premiums go up. The, the, the smaller the fractions get, the premiums go down, the higher the fractions you get. So if you get more than an ounce, you get 10 ounces um, in gold, you get you get a kilo or 10 kilo bar. The higher, you know, the fractions of the items you're getting, is gonna the premium is going to go down. So, you know, understand that. Take that in consideration as well. So when you walk in anywhere, if you're purchasing, you know, gold and silver anywhere, I want, you know, I just want you to understand what you're paying for. And there's a premium on that stuff. Now, how you acquire it privately, obviously, you're going to pay cash for gold and silver. You know, it's going to be cash. Uh, cash, obviously, isn't traceable unless you say it, unless you claim it, unless you tell on yourself. Um, it's not really traceable. It may be traceable as far as where you got it from. You got it from your job. You pull cash out of your bank, bank account. It's not traceable what you did with it. Unless you tell them yourself. So that's number one. Obviously, okay, we're paying in cash. Or you can trade. You know, you can definitely barter. It's going to be harder unless you have something, some other precious metal or something other of value. But you want to be careful. Definitely want to be careful when you're bartering. But more often, you're going to pay cash. And more often, you're going to go to an establishment. Now, this is what I'm saying. This is how, you, this is how I privately acquire precious metals. I personally um, do not go to dealers. I don't go to, you know, people who um, are known for selling bars and coins and stuff like that. And that's really all they do. I'm just, you know, hey, when we, we're a precious metals dealer and that's what we do. You know, you can go to the, uh, what is it? The United States, usmint.gov, the mint. And they have a, a locator where you can locate dealers, where you can buy the American Eagle coins 
and the things that the mint, other things that the mint creates, the United States mint produces, and they'll 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 direct. I think you put in your zip code or something. And they'll direct you. They'll they'll put up a list of certified U.S. you know mint dealers that you can go to to purchase um, gold and silver. <clears throat> These people are going to charge crazy premiums on top of what you're buying. And I'm telling them, nine times out of ten, you want to check your jurisdiction. If you pay tax on precious metals, you know, uh, but ultimately, you know, I, I used to go to dealers. And that was when I first started. I'm going to be honest. When I first started, you know, um, saving you know, on behalf of my private estate and precious metals. I went to dealers. I didn't really know too much. I didn't know enough about it. I felt I didn't want to get scammed, you know, get some stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not. I just, you know, I know we need we need to grab this gold. We need to grab this silver. So, I, you know, I went to dealers at first. I'm just going to be honest, and this is from experience. That's why, you know, this ain't no legal advice or trading advice. But I went to dealers and stuff because, you know, I felt more comfortable. And these these dealers obviously are more reputable. But, you know, as I, you know, per- persisted and grew and, and gained more knowledge, you know, I learned some things. Um, and these things that I learned, obviously, you know, they've, they've added to my experience with regards to how I acquire, when I acquire, and, you know, um, where, I, you know, we acquire precious metals. Now, to me, pre- grabbing and getting your hands on real money is all about wealth accumulation or the accumulation of wealth. Hopefully it's in private hands. I trust that it is. You got, you know, a private estate set up. <clears throat> if not... You definitely want to email admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You definitely do. But um, these phases of wealth, these three phases of wealth accumulation are relatively unknown. But you know me. So the first phase is the, the accumulation phase. It's when you're accumulating wealth. Second phase is the leverage phase, when you leverage your wealth to get more wealth. And the third phase is the supply and demand phase. And that's when, you know, you have, you know, the ability to take advantage of supply and demand. You have acquired a certain supply of a certain thing that holds wealth over time, and the demand for it has risen. And this happens with a lot of things that carry wealth. But right now, I'm just talking about precious metals. So, I think acquiring precious metals is not only a requirement, and should be a requirement, and like one of the biggest requirements. But understanding, you know, what the reasons are behind said acquiring. Now, what I want y'all to do is check out Executive Order 6102. That's Executive Order 6102, as well as Executive Order 6814. 6814. 
Once again, Executive Order 6102-6814. And I want you to understand, you know, there's hard mining. Hard mining of, you know, metals, precious metals is, you know, you know, obviously going into the ground, grabbing, you know, the ore and refining the ore. And that's hard mining. There's, I want you to be able to also recognize soft mining activities. Soft mining activities is that we buy gold stuff that you see around your neighborhood and in the malls. We buy gold, cash for gold. You know, that's a soft mining activity. And I want you to understand that currency ultimately and fundamentally is worthless. And those who understand and know, know this. And if um, if you understand this, your, your behavior shows it. Whether your behavior is obvious to the public or not, your behavior dictates and shows that you know this. So soft mining, obviously, we buy gold, so on and so forth. This is soft mining. And, you know, just a real quick caveat, uh, in 2012, the U.S. Uh, geologist on the United States uh, Geological, I don't know, the government agency, United States Geologists, put up on the site that um, by 2025, silver would be the first element to go extinct. And that, that, that article or announcement was up on the site for two weeks and then it um, was taken down. As well as November 2015, then President Barack Obama signed an asteroid mining bill into law. An asteroid mining bill. And in that it said that any company or person... that recovered any metals on any of these missions, they were going to be able to keep the metals that they recovered. I also want you to know that one Tomahawk missile has over 500 ounces of silver. And every time one Tomahawk missile is used, over 500 ounces of silver is consumed. So these precious metals, they're important. Real money is important. Not just in wealth preservation, especially when you're talking about silver. So in being able to recognize soft mining operations, as well as hard mining operations, you can kind of, you know, um, art articulate and extrapolate the true value of precious metals. Which, you know, kind of adds to the reason as to why, you know, this show is, is necessary. Now, not only do precious metals hold their value uh, and, I'm sorry, get, hold purchasing power, you know, um, which means basically 100 years ago, you can, you can purchase, you know, um, a certain amount or certain goods with an ounce of gold, which is relatively the same as what you can get with an ounce of gold today. And... <clears throat> Purchasing power is important, especially when you're dealing with a currency who's, um, or the owners of said currency or regulator, regulators of said currency are pushing for inflation on the currency over time. 2% a year, 5 years is 10%, 10 years is 20%. That's loss of purchasing power in the currency. You know, this stuff is important. 
So understanding, you know, precious metals, understanding that we're only interested in the metal. We're not interested in, in paying any extra premiums due to historical value or any of that stuff. Um, not saying that that stuff isn't valuable. and it, you know, Not saying that. We're just looking to make the foundation dance. But as far as, you know, knowing these things, you got to you got to understand some history and you got to understand some of the finer points as far as, you know, you walk in there and understand, hey, I looked at the spot. I looked not at the spot, but I looked at the price of gold and silver and it said, you know, 1600. You telling me 16, blah, blah, blah. What's up with you? And you think it's a big problem or conspiracy when really there's a spot price and there's a premium. There's a premium on the spot price. So we need to know these things. We need to know these things. <clears throat> when it comes to knowing the price of gold and silver, I think the best place and the easiest place to go is uh, kitco.com, K-I-T-C-O, K-I-T-C-O.com. You can click on all metals or metals quotes, all metals quotes, and it'll tell you the price of the precious metals markets. Now, they also sell gold and silver, but I wouldn't do it unless you're, you know, hey, I wouldn't do it. I just like, I like, that's a, you know, it's an easy place to go and see the, you know, the precious metals markets. I think they got an app for your phone and stuff you can download and you can just pull it up, you know, when you, when you grabbing precious metals. So when it comes to, you know, privately acquiring precious metals, you can go to dealers. You can, but you know, these dealers are buying them straight from the treasury and the treasury is charging premiums on top of the, you know, on top of the price because they manufactured it. You know, they had to do all this stuff to do it, and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, they charge a premium. It's a product. So the dealers pass that premium on to customers. So, you know, you can definitely, and that's a private way. You can go to the dealer, pay cash. Go in person, pay cash. That's definitely private. Me personally, though, and this is why I told you all about soft mining. Um, <clears throat> and I want you all to understand the value of metals ultimately. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, y'all should look at this up, but during the Obama administration, there was a, a program called cash for clunkers and basically, which was, they gave, um, individuals like a $7,500 voucher or something. I think it was, man, y'all got to look this up and they wanted the clunkers though. You had to trade in your old car and then they gave you this voucher for 7,500 towards your new car. You know, so you're about to go in debt. You got to take out a loan or maybe, you know, put some money on top of that. Either way, but you get a $7,500 voucher to a new car. And what they did is they took them old cars. And those cars, they had to be a certain age, you know. And if it was older than a certain year, then it didn't count as a clunker. But they wanted all to steal. And at that time, they owed money to China. The United States had to pay China some money. They wasn't accepting the currency. They wanted to be paid in metals. So they institute, instituted, and this, you know, the Chinese embassy assisted in this policy, in this program. I'm telling you, I think maybe that's where the idea came from. I can't remember exactly. So during the Obama administration, the federal program for cash for clunkers, they took these old cars. Remember them old cars? We got them old cars. They, they still around. I ain't going to say they gone. They all gone. A lot of people held on to their stuff. They smart. People smart. But, me, man, these these bumpers these days, they all plastic and stuff. Them old cars, that, that, that bumper was steel. 
That bumper was, man, good luck trying to, man, you run into an old car, you tear, you tolling your whip, you tolling your little Porsche. Anyways, they took them old clunkers with all that steel, that thick steel on them cars, and they crushed them and they sent them to China for payment. They sent them to China for payment. Look it up, man. Look it up. I might be crazy. Looney Tunes over here just telling nonsense, you know, foolishness. Look it up. I'm serious. But this is the value of metals, you know, and not just precious metals. You know, steel is valuable. Copper is valuable. But I stick to gold and silver, really, realistically. I definitely stick to gold and silver. And I, and I what is it, pre-1982, 80-something, I think 1985, the pennies, they real copper. I grab those anytime I see those two. Those are coming out of circulation. They, 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 yeah, yeah, you know. But back to what I was saying. So me personally, let me get to the point. You know, because I already told y'all how you can, you know, cash. Obviously, is how you privately acquire precious metals. But I'm gonna tell you this, and 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 this is the reason why I put y'all on the game with regards to soft mining. The we buy gold. <clears throat> go to them spots. Go to the spots we buy gold, and go to pawn shops. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because you know you have the information now. You know what the difference between the bid price and the ask price is. You know that there's a small premium on silver and a, and, a, and a small premium on gold. And you know the range of the premium. And I'm going to tell you this, American Eagles is going to have a higher premium because they're more recognizable, blah, 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 blah. But American Eagles are, so an ounce of silver American Eagle is going to be a little bit more than a round, like a generic uh, round coin of American, I'm sorry, of silver versus an American Eagle. It's going to be a little bit more expensive. But you go to these spots, man, and with when you know what a, uh, spot price, you know how to tell them spot price, you know what bid, the difference between bid and ask, you know that <clears throat> they're dealing with the bid price, and you know that um, you're looking just for the intrinsic value you know, you don't want no extra. I don't care what year it's from. Actually, I don't want that old stuff because you're trying to charge extra. And on top of that, the main thing is you know about the premiums that the dealers have to pay when they buy it from the mint, right? They have to pay a premium. They got to pay because you know we manufacture it. We got to pay for the manufacturing and the shipping, and there's costs on top of the actual silver price. And they pass that along to the dealers. Well, these soft miners. The, the pawn shops and the We Buy Gold shops, they don't buy it from the dealers. They buy it from you. They buy it from me. They're soft miners. They're getting that stuff off the street. So they're not paying premium. And there's a thing called melt price. Melt price. And that's what, when these uh, people, they take it to the refineries where they sell their gold, the stuff that they can't sell in the stores, the stuff sitting around, and gold goes up a little bit, and they can't sell this out of them. They'll take it to the refinery, or they'll melt it down and make something different. But they take it to the refinery, and the refinery will give them a melt price. And melt price is cheaper than spot price. You know what I'm saying? So they'll try to they'll try to buy the stuff at melt price. Oh, I'll give you 2%. I'll give you $1 above melt price, or $2. Or they, man, these people are slick. You got to be careful, but you know, you're learning. This is why I'm telling you, you can do this now because you can, because you know, these soft miners that we buy gold spots, the pawn shops, they don't pay that extra premium on it. Well, nine times out of 10, they're paying some sort of percentage above or below melt price when they buy it from people off the street because they know people are desperate and they need the money. That's why they're in there trying to sell their gold, trying to sell their silver. 
So when you go in there trying to buy, you know that they bought this stuff from people coming off the street. Now, don't come over here trying to charge me some extra premiums and all this other stuff. You know, you didn't pay those premiums because you didn't get it from the dealer. You got it from someone off the street and you paid something, something milk price, probably 2% above milk price or something like that. I want to be a regular customer. I'm going to come in a lot, but work with me. Come on now. This is how I buy um, or privately acquire precious metals. A, it's with cash, and I go to a soft miner. I go to a pawn shop or a We Buy Gold spot. And I know they're getting it off the street, so I know they're not paying premiums. So I, I haggle the mess out of these fools. I haggle the mess out of these fools. Now, the first couple times, maybe I don't haggle them too much because they don't really know me. But, you know, when you're purchasing precious metals, you want to find a spot and you want to get in good with the owners, like straight up. As soon as you can, you want to, you want to get in good with them. You want to get on a first-name basis with these owners and these people that work there at the pawn shop and at the We Buy Gold spot, straight up. These guys will have jewelry. They'll have some jewelry, man. I got some 24-karat gold jewelry, 22-karat gold jewelry. You know, you can get this stuff. And they'll get it to you for cheap because they feel like, you know, a lot of people ain't going to get it off. For me, I don't care what it is. It'd be bracelets, gold, feet. I don't care what it is. As long as it's gold or silver, let me get it. If I can get it for cheap, let me get it. I'm worried about the actual metal. So, yeah, I go to the soft miners and I know, I know, I know the game and I know the prices and I know spot price and I know milk price, you know, and I know these premium price. I'm very familiar with all this stuff because I did my research. I've done my research over the years. And, you know, all my research pretty much culminated into what I'm telling y'all right now. And that's, you know, ultimately go to these spots, use cash, and haggle these fools. Haggle them. Whatever price is on there, don't pay the price. The first price they say, don't pay that. And I know it's hard. It's hard for some people. It's hard for a lot of people. You know, because we used to paying the price that's on the sticker. But no, don't go into the pawn shop and don't go into the We Buy Gold spot and pay the price on there. Now, me personally, I'm only interested in American Eagles. And I'm going to tell you why. In 1984, the Internal Revenue Service proposed legislation that numismatic coins were non-confiscatable. And you're going to hear a lot about numismatic coins. There's numismatic value. Basically, that's premium of, of historic, usually it's going to be historic value. It's, it's going to be some old coin that's gold or silver, and they're going to say it's numismatic and it's worth $20,000. Man, I stay away from that stuff. But that's not true numismatic. I'm going to tell you why. In 1984, the Internal Revenue Service proposed legislation that numismatic coins were non confiscatable. Public Law 99 61. It's 99 Statute 113, 99th Congress. This is uh, the Statute of Liberty Ellis Island Commemorative Coins. And this is 1985. And then a little bit after that, they did the American Eagle Gold and Silver Coin Act. And in this, these acts, the... Liberty Ellis Island in the American Eagle Gold and Silver Coin Act. Congress, and I'm going to tell you this, for purposes of Section 5132, all coins minted under the subsection of this section shall be considered numismatic items. 
So American Eagles, gold and silver coins are the only coins Congress designated numismatic coins. And the Internal Revenue, <clears throat> excuse me, the Internal Revenue Service states that these coins are non-confiscatable. <clears throat> so, hey, I think it's, I, you know, I, I really only deal with American Eagles. I really, and that's not to say that, um, that's not to say that uh, I don't, I'm not interested in any other type of silver and gold, but, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, my main focus of stuff is on American Eagles, and that's y'all can look that up, look it up, look it up. 1995, you know, and I think, in, I think in 1986 they did the Silver Eagles, and I, in '85 they did the gold, they did the gold ones. <clears throat> so y'all can look that up, and you know, that's just the Ellis Island one. I didn't, I didn't look up the uh, American Eagles ones, but these are the only coins designated numismatic by Congress, the only ones, and I think that's very powerful. You know, these these years and years of research and study with regards to this stuff. And as far as, like, you know, being on the private side and whatnot. And, you know, I don't play games with this stuff. It's not a gimmick. This stuff is a lifestyle. I don't don't play around with this. This ain't no game. Not for me anyways. You know, I'm not trying to look cool or sound smart or anything like that. I'm handling my business as far as I'm concerned and as far as I understand with regards to my family. And my legacy, you know, I have a specific responsibility. So this stuff is real. And, you know, I think, you know, seeking it and you shall find, ask and you shall receive, you know. But that's how I privately acquire, you know, precious metals. How I privately acquire, you know, um, real money. How I exchange these, to me, worthless fiat paper for real silver and gold. And I know it's, you know, I know, you know, it's a lot of notes, but, you know, I guess the biggest thing is, you know, this is a savings. This is savings. I, you know, my state, there's no, there's no savings accounts in any of the trusts in any of the states <clears throat> um, accounts or anything like that. There ain't no savings accounts. We, we save in real money. We save in gold and silver. It's a hedge against the paper money. There's insurance for everything else. You got car insurance. Renters insurance, homeowners insurance, health insurance, gold and silver is insurance for the paper money. There's no counterparty risk. The gold is, is right there. The silver is, is right there. You ain't got to go to somebody and say, can I get my gold? Can I get my silver? Got it. It's right there. And it, it's just a savings. And, it, you know, it, it's a protection with regards to purchasing power. It's really, man, you know, that's I'd rather put my energy that I, that I exchanged into this system into gold and silver Versus a fiat currency, uh, some sort of stock options, 401k. It's all denominated in Federal Reserve notes, fiat currency, which, you know, can go to zero at any time. Gold and silver has never gone to zero in the history of histories. <laughs> Straight up. Never. It's, it's um, you know, for, for, for thousands of years, it's been known as money. And, you know, this big trick that's happened recently tricked us, a lot of us, into looking at notes, at paper, paper notes as money. And, we, and you know, those of us, we understand what a note is, but most of us don't. And we, we know we were tricked, man. I think that's money. We call notes money. Notes is not money. Notes is the opposite of money. Notes is debt. Notes is debt. So I think um, it's very important to understand these things. And it's, I think it's very important, you know, 
Um, if ever you got to, you know, dip into your savings, you want to go to a different dealer. I'm going to say that. You don't want to go to the same spot that you've been buying from. You know, A, you don't want them foods in your business. And B, you know, you don't want them to know. They, they know too much. Then, you know, at least they, you know, have a, a, a better idea of what you're sitting on than any other spot. So you, if you ever got to dip into savings, you know, hope you don't. Because, you know, you don't want to go all out and just put everything in the precious metals and go to silver. I would never recommend that. I would say, ultimately, is dollar cost average, which ultimately means, like, if you have, you know, within your budget, within your monthly budget or your weekly budget or your bi-weekly budget, you're like, yeah, I mean, you know, every week, every two weeks, every month or whatever, you know, my, you know, there's definitely like 50, 60, 100, 20, 10, whatever dollars federal reserve notes that are you know that can be saved you know i look at it as pay yourself first you pay your cable bill you pay your rent you know you pay the internet bill you pay um the 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 cell phone bill you know you might pay the car bill you pay the insurance company there's so many people so many different companies that get paid off of your energy that you exchange at your job or at your place of business or in your own business to get these notes. There's so many different spots. They go so many different places than to you or to your estate. I think, you know, you should capture a portion of that every single dollar. You know, overall, you should capture that and save it in Precious metals and save it in real money. Regardless, if you got a 401k and it's getting matched at 13%, you know, whatever. To me, that doesn't matter. You should definitely be saving. And like I said, like, you know, maybe like 10%, 5 to 10% of every dollar that comes in, pay yourself, pay your estate. You know, capture some of that energy that you'll never get back on this earth that you sat there or stood there or whatever you did to do that job. I think it's I think it's important. I think it's I think it's about, you know, I think it does I think it you know, I think it's self-respect. Self-respect. I definitely think it's self-respect. I mean, you, you know, pay yourself. And you know, it adds up over time. And I'm just trying to, you know, teach y'all how to do it, you know, privately, from the private side, man. You gotta do it cash. Obviously, there's notes. You can also barter for it, you know, hey. I'm not saying you can never and I'm always into, you know, bartering you know, for precious metals, for real money. You know, part of your time, part of your services, part of your um, skills, part of your knowledge, part of your know-how, you know, part of your wares, part of your, your products for precious metals, for other products, for other services. You know, actively get out, get out of these notes and, not, you know, putting at least 10%, you know, $10 a week, $10 a month, $50 a month, whatever you're doing, you know, Put that in some precious metals. If you have savings, put 10% of it in precious metals. Don't go crazy. So, you know, I want you to, to raise the overall probability that you aren't going to have to dip into that savings. You're not going to have to exchange those precious metals, those, that real money back into fake money, fiat currency. I think it's a, you know, it's just, you know, perspective. I think it's all about perspective. And, you know, it's not a race. I think, you know, establish your base in precious metals, however you want to do, you know, establish a number. I want 10 ounces. You know, I want two ounces. 
of silver, and then you get to two ounces. Okay, now I want six ounces of silver. You know, it's not a race. It's not. Um, it's not a fashion statement. Um, it's not a stunt, a fawn. It's not a swag, drippery. It's private. You should not tell anybody about it, about you know what you're doing. Very few people should know, and the only ones that know should be the successor trustees, honestly. Other than that, no one else should know. But do your private dance. Do your private dance. Find a couple spots. Find a good spot. Go go outside your neighborhood, you know. You might have to go in the hood if you don't live in the hood. If you do live in the hood, go to the We Buy Gold spot, you know, and haggle them fools because they, they, get, they get over on, on our people's ignorance and other, you know, cultures' ignorance. Even even their own culture's ignorance. What you know, I'm not you know, I'm not making it about a culture or anything. But they get over on ignorance and as well as they get over on desperation and need in the people. And it's a business model. And you know, most business you know, with businesses, you know, you don't you don't make money when you sell, you make money when you buy. So, you know, they're looking to buy at the lowest price and they know you're desperate, they know you need money. And, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of betting on you not really knowing um, the markets, knowing the value of gold and silver like they do. So they can get, you know, so they can do their dance. So haggle them fools. You know, you go to the pawn shop. And another thing, I go to the pawn shop and I go to the We Buy Gold spots because, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a very low probability that these cats is going to be selling me fake gold because I don't think they're buying, buying fake gold. I think they're testing it. I know they're testing it. You know, it's a business model for them. So the pawn shop, they're testing the silver, they're testing the gold. And the We Buy Gold spot, they're testing the silver, they're testing the gold. So, you know, I think there's a low probability going to these types of spots that I'm going to get my hands on some fake stuff. And that's another thing I wanted to touch on, you know, with regards to Getting your hands on, you know, real money privately. I think it's a big deal. And I think it's, thing, it's something that's not really talked about. And I th- you know, sure, we don't talk about it. I think money, money ultimately is inherently a private thing. And a lot of people don't talk about it. You, know, you got people in family, family members. People in family don't even talk about money with family. And it, 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 I get it, but... Ultimately, you know, there's got to be some sort of conditions and some sort of settings, some sort of, you know, um, I guess, jurisdiction where talking about money is cool. And that's, you know, especially when you, when you got a private estate, when you got a business trust, when you got a family trust, you know, in the board of trustees is sitting down and there's family members and they're talking about the income and the assets of the estate. I think that's, a, you know, a different circumstance. You know, I'm talking about the private individual's assets and money we're talking about the money within the estate within the, you know the family trust within the, you know the different business trusts and stuff like that so you know I, it, it, you know being private not only purchasing precious metals but you know having private entities to do business with and to organize your private estate and hold assets and protect assets and protect wealth you know for future generations and for you know current administration is important and you know, if you got your precious metals, where are you title? Where are you gonna title them to? If you have a car, it's t- it, where is it titled? Is it titled in a public entity or not? Birth certificate? Does it have a state seal, or does it have a private family seal on the birth certificate? I'm just asking. And you know, all of our stuff, you know, is 
is titled in these public entities. And we wonder why we're being treated a certain way and why we call, we, we don't know. And yes, racism exists, classism exists, but, you know, when it comes to the system, that's, uh, that's moneyism and that's knowledgeism. It really is. Really, really is. So, you know, I, I encourage you to get into trustee training. I encourage you to email email us at admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. You know, I encourage you to take advantage of, you know, the offer that the foundation has right now with regards to twenty five percent off all offerings with regards to fiat donations and fifty five, fifty five percent off all offerings with regards to donations made in real money, precious metals, American Eagles, American Eagle Silver, American Eagle Gold. And you'll definitely want to email admin at welcome to the foundation.com to take it at, to take advantage, excuse me, to take advantage of the offering, 25% off, 55% off, respectfully. And that's, you know, when it's 55% off, we're talking about gold and silver that does not include shipping, does not include tax. That's on y'all. It's going to be on y'all. It's not tax and shipping is not on the foundation. So, <clears throat> you know, um, I think it, at the very least, you know, if we're going to have that type of offering here at the foundation, it's um, it's important that we, you know, it's important that we do our best to, you know, educate the audience on how to obtain, you know, real money privately. And I trust that's, you know, what we've been doing um, I do want to touch real quick. Like I said, um, junk silver pre-1964, I think, 65, <coughs> excuse me, is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It has the majority of those coinage is silver. A dollar forty in junk silver is an ounce of silver. American Eagle coins are, you know, the ounces uh, that's going to be pure silver. You want to go to uh, pawn shops? We buy gold spots. These guys are purchasing from the secondary market, and they don't have to pay the dealer or the producer premiums. And with this knowledge, you can go and get really good prices, especially if you're, you know, we don't care what it looks like. It can be tarnished. I don't give, I don't care if it's tarnished. Matter of fact, I want it to be tarnished. I don't want to pay because it's shiny. I want to pay because it's old. And, you know, that type of silver, that type of gold, you can get really good, good deals if, you know, you, you incorporate this information, this knowledge in your, you know, strategy. <clears throat> so they're not playing the premiums plus. They're usually not going to buy some fake stuff. You know, they're not going to buy some fake stuff. And, um, you know, it's good to know the history. It's good to know where these notes came from. And, you know, that's just look, well, you know, hey, that's what we're looking to do over here. So, you know, I trust y'all enjoyed the show. I trust y'all enjoyed this, you know, episode of The Foundation. Uh, I apologize for those who were checking out the live show and had to deal with the technical difficulties. But, you know, hopefully this sorted everything out. And, uh, you know, I really went over everything else and went into a little bit more. So, you know, this should be sufficient. If not, admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. Fifty five percent off with precious metals, real money, American Eagles, silver, American Eagles, gold. 
or 25% off everything being offered by the foundation. And you are going to want to email to take advantage to accept that offer. <clears throat> that includes consultations as well. And, and that is till the 29th. 29th midnight. Got a couple days, y'all. I'm going to send out an email blast to everybody reminding everyone what's going on. And, uh, you know, I trust that you can take advantage of the, you know, the, the current offer, you know, accept the offer. With that being said, you know, I appreciate y'all checking out the show. You know, um, been over four years <laughs> on high frequency. It's really dope. And, uh, you know, I definitely thank y'all. I thank the regular listeners, whether live or archive. I, I really appreciate y'all. I love y'all. This y'all the reason why I do the show. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I definitely want to hear from y'all, whether email or live or whatever. You know, tell me about your experiences. And um, I always love hearing, you know, how the foundation has, you know, helped you out. Whether that's, you know, privately or, you know, through just through the shows. I always love hearing that. You know, it, um, it, really, um, it really inspires me to continue and inspires me to, you know, continue to bring good content. You know, blah, blah. So, you know, with that being said, you know. I really love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all enjoy y'all week. Do y'all dance. Take care of yourself. You know, go easy on yourself. And, um, you know, enjoy yourself. I want you to say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep. And, you know, I'll catch y'all next week. You know, check, check me out. Same time, you know, same network, High Frequency Radio Network. You've been listening to The Foundation on High Frequency Radio Network. My name is Sot L, and I'm out. Appreciate y'all. Peace.